Hi, and thanks for taking the time to listen to this Our City Radio interview with me, Sam Steen, and Adam Lambert. Now, Adam Lambert is an American Idol star. He sold over 3 million solo albums, 5 million singles, he's been Grammy-nominated, and he has a whole host of TV and acting credits to his name. He's kind of a big deal. And, oh yeah, he's the touring frontman with Queen. He's also a really nice guy, as you'll hear in the interview. And Queen and Adam are playing at Galaxy in Amneville on the 12th of November, so head on over to Atelier.lu to get your ticket. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hey, Sam. Hey, Adam, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, and uh, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. So, uh, so you're in L.A. right now? Yes, sir, I am. And you, you're you're calling from Luxembourg, but you're Irish. <laughs> I am, yeah, I am indeed. <laughs> Good spot. Yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a few of us over here, actually, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's all relative. It's a small country, so a small amount of us seems like a lot, you know. Nice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, so well, let's just uh, well start with you in LA and preparing for this tour. What's it like, um, and what do you do when you're preparing for a tour of this size? Well, it's interesting because we we just did uh, the U.S. North America actually um, not too long ago. We just finished it over the summer, so I have a feeling that the uh, kind of hopping back onto the bicycle, uh, pardon the pun, um, <laughs> will be pretty easy. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we were, we did a bunch of shows, so I think it'll just kind of come back after a day or two, you know? Um, I think it's more of a mental preparation more than anything else. You just sort of have to get into the right headspace and brush up, you know, your, your memory on, on the songs and the lyrics. And then we go. I mean, the cool thing is with the guys, we've been working together for over five years now, so it's a real easy fit now. It feels like family, you know? That's a, a nice family be, family to be a part of, I imagine. But what was it like when you first started working with those guys? Because it must have been a little bit daunting. Very. I mean, they've always been completely relaxed and comfortable with me, which has been very helpful. But, uh, you know, I was my own, you know, uh, worst, like, nerve ball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I it, very daunting. You know, not only did I want to do a great job and, and and please Roger and Brian, but I know that there's so many fans out there of this legendary band, and I I, I knew that the pressure was on and and living up to um, their expectations. You know, especially after Freddie is 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 a lot to ask. <laughs> and um, so, did you I have any doubts about of, taking on the not the role, but you know about about doing it? I mean, I always have doubts. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm quite hard on myself, but I I I figured out pretty early on that if I focused more on the message of the song and and the feeling of the songs, that everything would fall into place. That I had to trust my instincts on that. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a fine line between paying an homage to Freddie and, and the work that he did with the band and, and in creating these songs and then trying to figure out a way to not imitate him at the same time. So that was, that was an interesting thing to try to figure out. And once I started kind of getting it, I think that's when it all clicked. So when you were preparing for all of that, or, or even for the, the current tour, I mean, everyone has seen Freddie performing, everyone has watched the videos, everyone has seen all those things, but I guess you probably avoided looking at those things almost just learn the songs but not not the performance as it were 
Yeah, after yeah, after like I got a hang on the songs initially, I I tried to like you know during re- our first rehearsals, I would I would you know tape record our rehearsals and then listen to how I was doing it and, and fine tune my performance based on my version of it to make it me, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm sure the look. I mean, the thing is, Freddie was absolutely amazing. I mean, he was incredible and. If I sat there and obsessed over comparing myself with him over and over again, uh, it would just turn into <laughs> I would be a mess. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously, you know, the audience is coming to see this. That's the band they fell in love with. That's the band that they know. These are the recordings that they know and love. So it's it's tricky. It's a it's a tricky balancing act because um, you want to pay respect to that and you want to honor the memory of the band. And I've always wanted to honor you know, the memories that fans have of these songs, you know, because people have grown up with these songs and these songs have been in their lives for years. So it's a sensitive thing, but it's also the door to kind of, there's a door to magic there. You know, once you get it right and it comes from a real place, people really light up in the audience. Um, It triggers so much nostalgia for everybody. So it's like the best gig ever because I get to get up on stage and, perform these songs where everyone knows all the words, they know the song, and it's like an instant connection for everybody, to each other, to us. Um, I mean, there's there's no other gig like it. I mean, I, I feel I feel like it's really different from doing my own stuff even. Um, you know, if I go on my solo tours with my own music, um, a lot of the people in the audience don't know every song. They might know the one or two hits that have been on the radio or so on and so forth, and 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 so it's a different energy in the room. It's newer music that's like more uncertain for everybody. Um, but this one, I mean, and we do all the hits too. We we you know, there's a couple of the more obscure songs that we do, but mostly it's the big popular songs. So it's it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. I was gonna. I was actually just about to say that it's an incredible opportunity for any vocalist to be able to to get both sides of the of the coin i guess because your own music is, is quite different i guess to, to queens so you, you're able to explore that area and then at the same time go on a massive huge st- stadium and arena tour with queen exactly i mean it's like you know i i, I liken it to you know um uh kind of i think probably sort of like what an actor would do with with a, with dialogue you know in different films you get to play different parts there's different styles there's different movies you know there's different um, types of creative exercises. And that's one of the things that's great about being an actor is you get to kind of constantly be trying on something new. And as a singer, I, it's a really, really nice opportunity because, you know, a lot of times when you are a solo artist, you, you click into what your brand is or your lane and that's sort of what it stays, you know? And, and so to have this challenge of, of stepping into this classic rock mode, um, and not to mention the fact that Queen's catalog isn't one lane. I mean, they, they jumped around to different genres and different sounds, depending on what era it was for them. And so for a two-hour show, we're, we're really, like, kind of running the gamut of, of styles, which is just, it's a, it's a party for me. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Never, never a dull moment. Um, but what, what is it like, then? What, what's touring with Queen like compared to your own tours? I mean, presumably... I don't know. Is there are there earlier nights? <laughs> they do now. Queen are royalty, right? I mean, they were in the heyday of the, like the golden era of music when you could make lots of money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
like lots of money. So I always joke with my friends, you know, we, we do things like, you know, first class style with Queen. Like we, we travel by jet. There's a chef. Um, you know, these guys are, 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 are legends. So they, they, they are treated a certain way and I, I get to kind of tag along. So <laughs> when I do my solo tours, it's like back on the bus, <laughs> no more chef. We got to just go and, you know, pick up food. <laughs> it's, it's, it's much more humbling to be on my solo tour. It sounds like the best gig in the world, really. It's, it's great. I feel spoiled by it. I feel like it's like a once in a lifetime thing. Although now it's five years, so it's not yeah. once, but, um, it's amazing. It's it's amazing, and it, and it's just such an honor, and it's such a um, it's such a privilege. I, I really feel, and I feel like I've learned a lot from them. You know, I, I not only from their amazing music, but just from like just talking with them about music, about being a band, about the music industry, and then even just about life and the world. Um, they're you know they're older and wiser, so I, I try to absorb as much as I can. Well, it's a, it's a credit as well to you and, and, you know, their faith in your ability. They, you met them performing on American Idol, right? Yeah, on the finale, they were invited. I mean, I, I performed Bohemian Rhapsody as my audition. Yeah. So they became aware of me over the course of my run on the show and then were invited to come to the finale and play. So that was really lovely. Um, and yeah, it was. there seemed to be kind of an instant recognition you know a kind of a silent unspoken kind of uh okay this feels like a good fit <laughs> and from there i mean do you, do you just get a call and say hey do you want to tour with queen or like how does that work basically um yeah i mean there was interest expressed and so we kind of uh, we all sort of chatted about it um you know via managers and stuff like that and at the time, um, you know, right after Idol, I went on a tour with American Idols. We do like a big uh, U.S. tour while I was working on my first album. And so then uh, my first album came out and I did promotion for that for, for a year and then went on tour. So I knew I had to kind of, I wanted to get my first project out there and sort of um, establish myself as a solo artist. Um, and then some opportunities came up, like, you know, slowly but surely, you know, we did... Uh, the MTV VMA Awards, um, they invited me to come sing a medley with them. I was in Belfast, and that was the first gig. And then from there, I got invited back with them not, not too long after that, and we started doing some gigs out in Eastern Europe. We did some big stadiums, and then we went over to London and did a couple shows at Hammersmith, and that was sort of the first try-on, and it, and it, and it was well-received. And so... I think a year or two later, we got together and did, maybe it was a year, did a, a big performance for iHeartRadio in Las Vegas, um, and it, it it got such an amazing reaction that we decided to put together a tour. Mm -hmm. And obviously, another tour now, which is uh, is fantastic, is, uh, does working with Queen, I mean, I know obviously it's a great opportunity, and you're still doing your own work as well, do you feel like you have to put one on hold for the other or are you able to just kind of work them both side by side? Well, they can't actually happen at the same time. But, yeah, but, but you, know. you know, it's, it's, you know, I've been working on my, my new project, my solo project for this year. So even over the summer when I was on tour, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about things and, 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 you know, working right before my tour and after and, it's not too hard to kind of, it's, it's a light juggle. I mean, it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just about time, you know. But you know, when I'm actually on tour with them, I'm not I'm not out recording and writing my own stuff. I feel like I do like to focus kind of one at a time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you're a busy man, obviously, between television appearances and things like that. And was it was it strange for you to go back? Because I know you were a judge on the uh, on the Australian X Factor, right? Yeah, that was so much fun. I had a great time. Was that weird though, being on behind the desk, having yeah, it was, it was it was it was it was a total role reversal. I mean, it was. I, I found myself kind of thinking about it from time to time, like, oh yeah, I remember what that was like being up there. I think it really helped me. Actually, it helped me understand the contestants and what they were going through, sort of the questions they were looking to to be to have answered, you know, and the validation that that as a performer that you need when you're doing a show like that mm-hmm. uh, and some of the guidance that you need. Um, I think that helped me. I think that's what, you know, I think my, my, um, my contestant that won, he won the whole thing and he was really talented. I mean, he deserved it. He was, he had a great natural voice. He was really good energy. And, and I'd like to think that a little bit of my advice gave him a little bit of help. You know, I, I, I felt where he was coming from and sort of what he wanted out of it. And, and I, I did my best to kind of help him compete. Because it's funny, you know, when viewers are watching these shows and I, I guess they, you know, there are the judges and they say the judge is there to help and to do all this. Like, how much actually hands-on kind of stuff do you guys do? Well, X Factor was different than Idol. I mean, and on Idol, we didn't really get mentored by the judges. We uh-huh. just got feedback after our performances. And that was um, it? Was that the only contact? And then he went away and came back next that's week? That's really it, yeah. I mean, you work with, like, a team of, like, there's, like, a you know, a couple people behind the scenes that you you work with to put your performances together. But X Factor's format's different, and I, I really liked that. I liked the mentoring element of it, the fact that you could really get in there and help them out and help them put their performances together. Because, you know, there's... It, 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 the the main ingredient needed is raw talent, and then there's this com- competitive thing, and not everyone is naturally competitive, um, and it, you kind of have to have a little bit of that in, in when you're on one of those shows, you know, or else you start getting kind of discouraged or kind of intimidated by the whole thing, and it can get overwhelming. So I made sure to 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 push the competitive edge a little bit. Um, Especially Australians, they're so nice and laid back, <laughs> just as just culturally speaking. So, so it was more cutthroat um, on American Idol then. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we're Americans, you know. Go figure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's um, and plus I had I had the younger group, so I had two teenagers um, that that went through to the to, to the very end, and they were just so sweet. So I had to kind of remind them, like, do you want this? <laughs> go get it. You got to go get it. <laughs> And they're just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I love that about Australia, though. I really, I really liked it down there. It's a cool place. And so, with that sort of experience behind you, is sort of uh, obviously performing is is your your you know your reason to be, and it's, it's what you do always. Is that sort of mentoring or sort of managing or that kind of side anything that you'd be interested in or producing, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've always liked kind of taking on a teacher role. Um, I, you know, like when I was a kid, I, I did a lot of theater as a kid, like from an early age. And then as I became a teenager, I was still involved with that theater group. And I started taking, I started helping teach the younger kids and, and directing scenes and, and staging numbers and things like that. And I've done stuff like that. I did it in high school. And, uh, you know, I've, I definitely get really involved in my tours and the, in the, concept and the creation and, and staging and all that stuff. So I like the behind the scenes as well as being on the stage. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think as, as I get older and, and opportunities come, um, 
yeah, I could see myself taking a behind-the-scenes role eventually. Cool. And, uh, well, speaking of sort of the staging and all that, apart from all the hits and, uh, you know, the, the well, some, as you said, some more rare songs, what can people expect to see for the big show on the 12th of November? Well, we've def- we've for anybody that saw our last tour in Europe, I mean, it this looks completely different. We we reimagined the stage, the design. Um, obviously, it's the same hit songs, but we've put them in a different order and done certain things differently and given them different visual context and um, added a couple songs that we haven't done before for this tour. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think I think because we've been working together so long, it's so um, instinctual now. It, like it's in our like obviously Brian and Roger, it, it has, always has been. But I think for me as a singer and for us together as a unit, um, it's really it's really instinctual. It's like we can kind of look at each other in a moment and know what the other person's thinking. Or um, you know, the nice thing about it too is that it, none of it's on computer or click track. None of the music is is um, is fake, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and in today's music world, it's pretty common to have, you know, a grid that you're basically playing on top of. I mean, this is technical talk, but, um, you know, there's different pieces of songs that are like pre-recorded that you play along to it's basically. That's pretty, pretty standard for, for like the pop music world. So we don't do any of that. We do this, like the, the traditional, um, organic way where it is, Roger sets the tempo. He's playing the drums live. Uh, it's all live in the moment. So the, what's cool about that is that it can slow down. It can speed up. It can. We can extend an ending of a song. We can um, repeat a chorus if we feel like it. And we we have a way of kind of looking at each other and just doing it. It's amazing. That's fantastic. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the show. I know it's going to be amazing. And uh, best of luck with the rest of the tour. And if people want to find out, uh, you know, when the uh, the new record's out, well, maybe you can tell us if you think uh, if when, you know when your own stuff is coming out next, or just keep an eye. Oh, on Oh, I don't know yet. Set. I think it's going to be sometime next year. <clears throat> Still working, but I'm I'm excited to say that I I've been writing some really really great. I mean, if I do say so myself, <laughs> some really great some really great songs that I really really am excited about and I believe in and I feel that are that are very me and uh yeah it's been a really really exciting process um i feel really good about it so stay tuned <laughs> all right it's an interesting time i guess for artists and musicians in the states as well there's uh, a lot to write about there it's true there's definitely like an um a, a feeling like a general consensus of like unrest and tension which is a bit frightening at times. It's stressful. Um, it can be a little depressing, but it's also great for the arts. Um, it, 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 there's a lot of passion and a lot of intensity right now, so it's something that's that's pretty amazing to tap into and, and use the arts as an outlet for. So, um, yeah. All right, well, watch the space. Adam, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Adam. Bye-bye.